The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, uh, England's Lionesses be looking uh, to bring it home uh, uh, this Sunday as they take on Spain in the World Cup final, the first appearance for both nations in the final. Uh, in fact, Karen Duggan, the former Irish international, has been ever-present on our screens over the past month doing punditry on RTE and on our own Koi Gig podcast as well. And I'm delighted to say uh, she's with me now. Karen, you're welcome to the show. I mean, g- given it's a first appearance, I mean, is this something of a, a surprise pairing? Not really. When you look at the progress that both teams have been making over the past while, obviously England are European champions and anyone who's paying a close attention to the women's game will know that Barcelona really are the best team in the world at the moment and a lot of the Barcelona squad make up this Spanish team. So in terms of the talent they have, it's been undeniable. The only thing with Spain is that they've been perennial underachievers and under Serena Wiegmann, England have just been going from strength to strength and the WSL has now become probably the most competitive and biggest league in the world, kind of taken over from maybe where America and Germany were before. Yeah, the, I mean, despite that Euro success, though, I mean, England have had to contend with, you know, retirements and injuries. So, I mean, what do you put the success down to that they've managed to deal with that and get to a World Cup final? I really do think it has a lot to do with their manager and how she has them buying into everything she does. Like you say, they've had a lot of injuries and retirements. They've been forced in this competition to make a lot more changes than we would have seen in the Euro Championship final where they had a very settled structure and team. Um, and even with those changes, despite not setting the tournament alight in the early stages, they've kind of ground out these wins and, and dug their, dug deep and gotten to the final. And I do think it has a lot to do with how strong their manager is. And it's kind of that odds with, with Spain where there's a lot of unrest and yeah, they had this bizarre to their manager. build up uh, where they fell out yeah. with the manager. Yeah, well, I mean, there was big names who, who put it to the Spanish Federation, say that we're not happy under this manager. His his leadership isn't good enough. It's not getting the best out of players. They're not being cared for the, in terms of their welfare. Um, but a lot of them put that aside um, for this World Cup. And the strange thing is, is that so many of them stepped away, but a few of them have come back. While three of the best Barcelona players are stood their ground and they're at home. So Spain aren't at full strength and there's surely some division in the dressing room given that some stepped away and now came back and they're obviously taking the place of other players. So the Spanish story is, is a really intriguing one because it's almost like they got there in spite of their manager, whereas the England one is very much so they got there as a collective under the stewardship of a brilliant manager who's in the news today, USA have approached her, the FA have told him go away and now she's <laughs> been mooted as a replacement for Gareth Southgate. So that would be a huge statement, but it just goes to show kind of the pedigree that she holds. Um, one of the big talking points, certainly in kind of this part of the world, around the World Cup and the England team, was the Lauren James uh, incident against Nigeria and that red card. She's back now. Does she does she go straight back into the lineup for you? I, me personally, I would put her in. I think she has something that that no one else on the team has in terms of creativity and. She can spark a, a moment of magic at any time and her ball-carrying skills. Um, are, there's no one else on the team quite like her. But I think given Siegman's kind of... Um, she, she's not someone who changes a lot. And given that Ella Toon stepped up and came back into the role for James and obviously scored the first goal against Australia, which kind of set them on their way in the semi-final, I, 
I'd be surprised just given Beekman's history of not changing it. But I think I like in terms of talent, Lauren James is for me should be a shoe in. She would be had had she not gotten herself sent off with an act of just immaturity and petulance, she'd be a nailed on starter. So what is your prediction? Um, it's a really hard one to call because in terms of like technical ability um, and the team that you really get excited watching Spain are that team but we've seen them come up against Japan and when they went to goal down they completely capitulated whereas England are kind of that steady team where it seems like nothing phases them so I really think whoever starts brightest is, is in with a really good chance um, my heart says Spain my head says England will go all the way uh, When you stand back then and uh, look at the World Cup kind of taking a broader view I mean has it has it captured the imagination in the way you hoped it would? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe not in terms of the hopes we had around the Ireland team and we'd we'd hoped that we'd have that kind of massive moment um, for our own team. But in terms of some of the quality we've seen and some of the, the lower ranked nations, um, the likes of Colombia, Jamaica, who have these amazing stories as well, um, I think that's been phenomenal. And then you've got the Australian run um, and what that can do for a country and seeing the scenes of 75,000 people in the stadium and the celebrations when Sam Kerr got that goal against England. It it really has certainly captured a a whole audience over in Australia, which will be massive for their game. But I do think it kind of um, transcends worldwide. I think that more and more people are starting to appreciate what what these teams can Mm. bring. And it's been brilliant for kind of showcasing nations who have these massive talents the likes of Linda Caicedo she was 18 years old and for me now she she's the name of the tournament which is incredible she's at Real Madrid so that's going to bring more attention to her to La Liga um, and we've seen Man United sign a Brazilian striker today from Barcelona and it's it's that kind of familiarity with the names of people who aren't just your own national team. Um, I think that's really a first step in showing how much these big tournaments uh, can impact the, the game globally, um, close to us, particularly in the WFL. Mm. And from an Irish point of view, I guess the process uh, that they'll be going through is the same process any team goes through after a big tournament. You kind of want to build on the positives, deal with the negatives. How does that journey start for you? I mean, it, it starts with um, sorting out the situation with the manager making a decision either way and, and building. Um, the girls have their first game in the Aviva Stadium in the Nations League against Northern Ireland and it is a matter of capitalising now on the World Cup attention and getting more attention on this team, more funding. Um, I think now with the amount of talent we have coming through and the growth rate of participation in this country, we can look to possibly even developing an under-21 or under-23 team and that will really help us kick on when it comes to these major tournaments in terms of strength and depth because I think when you look at the likes of the English bench and the Spanish bench, they can call on players at any time who can change a game whereas we've been very much married to uh, a starting eleven and highly dependent on the likes of Katie McCabe, Denise O'Sullivan. So it's about strengthening the depth of the team, which mm. we can do now um, because we you know, there's, there's much more participation. So if we invest in that at the right level, you know, with the youth that's coming through, um, I see it in our own league. We've got 16, 17, 18 year olds who are 100% going to go professional as soon as they finish their leaving cert. And we wouldn't maybe have had that before, but the pathway is there for them now. And we're going to benefit from 
the professionalization of other leagues and it's a long way down the line before we get there but that yeah. should be the aim I think as well to go semi-pro in, in this country um, and kind of develop the, the talent here before we send them away to so that they can make an impact in the, mm. the higher leagues your WSLs or your Bundesligas And when you say kind of make a decision one way or the other on the manager have you a preference as to which way it should go? I mean, all I can go off is kind of the the vibe of the interviews and the teams. Um, and it seems to me that they'd be looking for a change. I mean, Vera brought us to a World Cup, which is obviously a monumental achievement. But you got the sense from some of the interviews and that we felt, the girls felt that they could have done more and achieved more. Um, and you need someone who's going to be able to bring them to that next step. And we'd need assurances that Vera can do it. But based on just kind of the vibes that the girls are giving out, I think they feel like they they need maybe a change to, mm. to develop that next step. Well, listen, uh, Karen, thanks a million for uh, joining us. Karen Duggan, former Irish international. That game, England against Spain, is on Sunday, the World Cup final. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.